Yo, what is up, brother? What's up? How are you? Oh, long time no see. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's been, it's probably been since I've seen your face. Maybe Last like, time we recorded, probably. Yes. So how long was that? Like two years ago? Like two, two and a half years ago? Maybe three. Yeah. It's oh my crazy, gosh. Bro. Holy. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so cool to think. I was like, I was so happy when you messaged me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so cool. Cause I, I think about you all the time. I mean, cause I, obviously I see your stuff and then, and I mean, there's only so many people that have like that really, well, I think, you know, you, for you, you've been so immersed with so many good people. So I'm sure, I'm sure your heartfelt spot, you know, hold like holds so, so many more seats. I, I, but yeah, man, I guess my point of that is you're, you're in my, uh, you're in my small little arena of people that I really care about. And so it's just, it's just cool to, it's cool to, uh, to connect, man. I, I miss you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, I hold, I hold space for a lot of people, you know, yeah. like come to it. Like I'm just a person that likes to connect and you've always known that, right? Because like we connected like right off the rip, man, like what, like five years ago or something at this point, right? Has to like, that just takes me back. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, we we're, you were like right in, I think we were both in college at that point, weren't we? Or you were nearing the end of college, right? You were, you were yeah. still in football at that yeah, point. Yeah, I was still in football. I had started the fitness page and I think, and you were one of my first like actual people that, I don't know how you found the page, but you were supporting and, and that was, and um, yeah, dude, I think you were one of the first people that actually followed me that I didn't know. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Cause that's just how social media works. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, and then all of a sudden you and I just hit it off because it's just, that's how we were. We just connected and it was just like, so, so fun. And then we just built our friendship from there. And that was awesome. That's like the beauty of social media. Like ultimately, like, you know, I try to, I try to not be on there as much, but I'm like, man, dude, there's so many people to find and there's so many people to see and there's so many people to connect with. And like being someone who's more extroverted and going through what like the world has been through in the last like few years, there's only been so many ways to actually like connect with so many people. And so like one of those ways is through like Instagram and, and it's cool having like that outlet for people to have. Like, I think that's one of the most underrated aspects of it because I think everyone always talks about the negatives, but no one talks about like what truly comes out of social media, right? Like, I think I met all my close friends and everything from, from social media in general. Yeah, I'm a big supporter of social media. So, I mean, I, I, every time that people are talking negative, and I get it, I understand why, but it's also a matter of the picture that you paint. And uh, framing is everything, right? So however yep. you choose to frame it, it's like, okay that's my approach to social media, got it. Like that was a conversation I had with my sister often because she was one of the people that would just kept, you know, deleting social media and then getting it back and then deleting it and getting it back. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, the tool's gonna stay the same. It's, it's your approach at that point. So it matters on what do you want to get out of it? Who are you following? What, like, what do you wanna see? What kind of conversations do you wanna have? What kind of things do you want to represent? Like, I think building your own personal brand, your own identity, regardless if you're a business owner or not, that's so important to understand who you are and what you stand for, what what you're about, your key pillars. And yep. and then if that comes through on your social media, which it should, just like a dating app or just like even who you are in person. Like if you're going to the gym consistently and you see somebody walking into the gym and you start to recognize who they are. Okay, do they show up early? Are they are they a morning person? Are they an evening person? What kind of clothes do they wear? Are they showing up in a suit and then they change? Do they shower at the gym? Are they like always in sweatpants and you know old kicks? Like, who are they? Like, can you start to recognize these like traits of people? And yeah. it all it all matters. Like everything matters. And so it's just I don't know. I think it's cool because it holds you to a standard. It holds you accountable. And yeah, like you said, it opens up a community to connect with and meet people who are, who, and for a lot of people that they might not meet anyway else, really, because maybe they're from a small town or they're like, or, or the internet is an easier way for them to just find that voice for themselves initially than in person. Um, 
you know, which there's pros and cons to that too. It's like, okay, well, you can do it online, but let's actually adopt this principle to the real world now too and go and meet yeah. like and take that. So it's fun, man. We could talk about that all day. But Yeah, I mean like that's I mean that's kind of what how we started, right? Like like I remember starting my page like I think I messaged you on my personal page first. Like it wasn't even like I followed you on my like my fitness page because I remember my fitness page and you were like the first person to follow me on my fitness page. Like yeah. that's how far Will and I actually go back here is Will's been like the OG supporter of everything since like the beginning. Um, because I remember it was in like the Julian Smith days for you. Like it would always yeah. like that's I think that's how I found you was like through those days where like it was like through like the Clifford Lennox and everything like that. Like that that era for us was like a big was like I just remember being so delved into that and like it's so it's so awesome because like like you just said, like that was my out, right? Like that was the way that we absolutely connected and it's just been like but you're right. You found you've one thing I gotta give you really good credit for, right? Is you've kind of held your brand through the whole thing. Right? Like, like most, except for me, right? I went through like multiple different phases of doing this, this, and this, and like trying to find out who I was and trying to figure out like, like everything about me and what I stood for. And it took me like a good bit of time. For you, I mean, it definitely took time, but one thing I've noticed is, you know, that mantra that you have and like be great held throughout the whole time that you've been doing it and it's transitioned into something bigger from what it started with. But that, but that mantra just stayed the same and you've developed the brand around you evolving as a person and you developing people around you and having a team now and growing that. Yeah, man. I mean, first off, I appreciate, I appreciate it in regard to, in regard to that, I think, the only reason that that's been possible is because of a message like be great, which does, it can change over time with you because it can mean different things to you at different times. So yep. if the company was called something like, you know, get shredded 5,000 or something <laughs> like that. Well, and then all of a sudden I don't believe in that. Well, it's that, you know, that then I have to change things up all the time. Right. And because yep. I've definitely changed a lot of my thought processes across the board, like over these past five years, while still having be great. And that's been a challenge in and of itself to say, okay, what does be great mean to me now? What does greatness look like for me? What is the ideal will? You know, at one time it was being, you know, like, like basically being a spitting image of a Julian Smith or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so like you find all these things of, okay, who do you want to be like, what qualities do you want to adopt? What do you want to get rid of? What is on brand for you? What feels right? And what, what can you show up to consistently? So for me, it's just been a matter of continuing to dive into those hard questions and figure out, okay, what kind of man am I? And what kind of man do I want to keep becoming? And what does greatness look like for me? And then helping other people understand that concept for themselves. So the message allowed for me to stay true with the brand. And actually that brand has always forced me to ask that difficult question of what does greatness look like for me? And it doesn't have to look like greatness for anybody else because we're all unique. So yeah. what is like, what does that lead to? And then, um, yeah, there was something, there was another point I wanted to hit on because you, you were, you were talking about something before that, but I can't, uh, Oh, Oh, I remember. The one thing I wanted to say was, yeah, at the beginning, the beginning of your page and all this stuff, that's been super cool too, to see the, the evolution of you, right. And seeing you continue to develop and say, okay, what, where am I at now? Like, am I like, what's my coaching method and principle? What do I believe in? What do I stand for? What do I see working? And, and that's, what's so fun about being a true student of the game. And we're all students of the game of life and realizing that we all only know what we know based upon actually doing it. That's why skin in the game is so important. That's why actually having reps, actually having clients, actually taking on real life problems and finding solutions and realizing, okay, it's a lot different when you're in the game. Like it's easy to coach from the sidelines. So, yeah. and then when you're actually in it, like I had a friend, I don't know if you know Polly, but um, Polly has been like a, 
I probably found, I probably met Paul right around the time I met you. And he was a good friend, great friend, actually. And the reason he was a great friend is because he was always calling me out saying, well, you're claiming you're a coach, but where are your clients? And because I wasn't posting my clients, I wasn't posting my work with my clients. And it's because, quite frankly, I knew that I didn't know that much yet. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I was afraid to like, go all out like with that idea, bro. And so once I actually acknowledged that, okay, I just need to, I just need to acknowledge what I don't know and be okay with that. And that's like, that's been really, that's been, it's been cool to see you and to learn from you in the sense of you're constantly picking brains, constantly actually putting it into action to see what works and what doesn't work. And then that's all in your toolbox. Then now you have stacks of evidence of, okay, I've implemented this strategy 40 times. This is what happened 32 times out of the 40. And yeah. that's cool to see you like, like over the years with everything that you've been doing, just, just stacking evidence, bro. Well, that's what it, I mean, like, that's like the big thing, right? They talked about it. Um, what was it on Alex Hormozzi's podcast episode with like Chris Williamson, right? It was like, you could say all the mantras that you want and all the affirmations, right? But you need that stack of proof to actually prove to yourself like that you can do it and that you're doing it right. And that's like a big part to what we do as coaches, right? Is we have that prove, we need that provability over can we take what we know and apply it? Because anybody can read a book, right? Not too many people can read a book and teach it to hum another human, right? And be able to explain those, explain those processes like in, in a way that simplifies it to, for them to understand and them apply it to their life, right? So I think that's a huge key, but it's just been like, just like the journey. Um, and I kind of want you to kind of dive into that a little bit where, you know, you were coming out of college, right? And, you know, you were like that football player. And that's where a lot of this like really kind of started was when you were in like, when you're at Carroll and you, and you started this, all this fitness page and everything like that. So kind of take us through like that first little like transitionary period to even like coming out of school and fighting that identity of being like, that that top football player because i think that's a that's a really difficult thing for people especially when you know even just coming out of school for a lot of kids is like you don't know who you are right because you just been you haven't had time you're always studying you're always doing things and majority of the time you're you're putting your priority into that and you're not putting your priority like into yourself and learning yourself and learning like people around you so kind of take us through like that process of coming out of school and trying to find you in that. Yeah. Well, the issue there is your habits are built with a fake world. So you're living in this world of college and athletics, which is not your daily, that's not your normalized routine outside of school and outside of sports, because at some point it ends. Same thing happens with professional athletes. All of a sudden you go from playing professional sport and then you go to normal life and it's like, well, what do I do now? What, like, who am I? Um, Michael Jordan talks about that all the time. He's like, I'm super competitive and I, that I was done with, that's why he golfs because he can't play basketball anymore. So he's like, what am I going to do to be competitive at? And then he got really good at golf. So he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to fish now. So it's always like a matter of finding that next thing for me. And for a lot of my teammates and classmates, it's, it was a big struggle, a big mental block. And it led to a lot of time under the microscope of saying, what is my relationship with food like? What is my relationship with training like? I only know one level, which is go. And is that me? Is that my life? And for a lot of athletes, myself included, right after sports, I didn't want that to be my life. I didn't want to be going balls to the wall, training twice a day, every day, you know, uh, eating, eating like a champion and just going for it. I wanted to chill out. I wanted to not do anything and understand what that actually felt like and looked like. And maybe I didn't even process the fact that that's what I wanted. It's just where I went to because mm -hmm. I didn't have a coach telling me, hey, we have workouts at 5 a.m. and we also have film and then we also have workouts again and we also have practice. None of that was there. So it's up to you. And all of a sudden, you know, it goes from trying to still train like an athlete to maybe doing some more basic, you know, three day a week workouts with free weights, all of a sudden free weights become machine, all of a sudden, all of a sudden machine becomes, 
even, you know, less of machine. And then all of a sudden it's not even showing up, you know what I mean? And yeah. so not to, not to get into the discussion of machine versus free weights, that's a completely different discussion. And it's like, but just an example, so, uh, like I, I'm not bashing machines by any, by any means. So, but that's just what the experience was like for me. I just noticed myself continuing to take the easier route and easier route for myself and finding, finding ways until all of a sudden I wasn't working out at all. And same with nutrition. I went from having a reason to dial in my nutrition, showing up to classes, showing up to work, showing up to, to football. And all of a sudden, I didn't really have anything that I needed to eat for and prepare for. Instead of thinking about my life as the game, as, mm-hmm. as what I was actually training for, training for life. And so that was a big that was a big uh, hurdle. And I had to recognize and, and d- dive deep into finding out what do I want my life to look like? Who am I as a person? Do I, do I want to train like a, like a high level competitor? Do I want to train like an, uh, an average guy who's just in generally good shape? Do I want to be even less than that and be okay with that? Like whatever level you want to get to and be comfortable with, and then all of a sudden have that confidence with that's completely up, up to you. Like I know people, and I'm sure you do too, that are not aesthetically pleasing, but they're confident as hell. Yeah. So it's like a matter of saying, okay, and who am I to say that they're wrong or the guy who is, you know, super aesthetically pleasing and not confident as hell is, is right or whatever. It's just, it's always a matter of who are you again? What's your brand book? What matters to you? Are you, a, do you like nice cars or are you, you know, driving your beat up Corolla? Like, what do you, what do you like? What feels good? And so, yeah. uh, for me, it was a journey, man. And I, I you know, it, that journey took a long time. I'm finally at a point now where I recognize every path of what a fitness and health journey looks like. And that has allowed me to actually feel confident in making my decision of which one I want to go down. Mm-hmm. And that's now how I approach my coaching and what I help my clients understand and how I teach them is here's the different you know, roads that you can go down and you don't have to only choose one probably for that time period in order to actually see sufficient progress. And, yeah. you know, depending on the road that they take, that road might take a lot longer. Right. And we could talk about yep. the roads, but, um, you know, for me, it didn't, that didn't happen until I had full awareness. I wanted to understand, understand the industry at large and understand fitness and health at large. And now that I do, I can sleep good at night because I know that if I'm not seeing what I want to see, I know exactly why, you know, and that's, that, that feels a lot better. And I think, you know, that's where you find people like you and I, who are extremely passionate about this industry, about this space is because we wanted to know so badly because it was affecting us. It was affecting our mental health. It was affecting our physical health, maybe our relationships. We weren't like a super happy and positive and nice guy because Anthony's like, how the hell do I build muscle? And so, (laughs) you know, and that's what's so crazy is all of a sudden you start to see these things. And, you know, every time that you post your progress pictures, man, I just, it fires me up so much because, well, not only is your progress incredible at this point, right? It's just like absolutely outstanding, but I know where you came from. Yeah. And, and I know, cause I like, I really know. Cause like I knew you there too. <laughs> so it's a matter of like seeing that and, and feeling it. And like, I still have those pictures in my phone too. Like, like of your first, you know, your first real like transformations that I'm just like, Oh man, he's just, it's happening. Like it's so happening and it's because he actually found that path and he's doing what it takes to get there and he's acknowledging the timeline like you're one of the best examples for me of people that i actually know on like a personal level that has acknowledged the timeline and is doing everything that they can in order to make that result happen and it's showing right and it takes time dude you've been at it for five years now right it's like okay like there you or maybe longer right and so yeah it's like, hey, that's that's it's so cool to see, and um, I don't know. I I love the process. I think I think the fact that we've never arrived, and that the journey continues, and so therefore we need to figure out the true answers. Um, that's what that's what makes my heart fulfilled. Like that's what you know. I don't want to say that's what keeps me up at night because it doesn't. That's what makes me sleep well. I guess. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's um, it comes down to a thing where, you know, I think when you look at the path, and you decide, and and this is how I coach my athletes, right? Too, I'm like, okay, where do we start? Where do you want to start? What's your goal, right? And we have to work back, right? And, and that's why I've t I talked about this before on like my story. I'm like, all the things that I coach works from that goal, and I work back to where you are now. What needs to be implemented along the way, but it comes down to the person actually knowing what they should do. And I've said this a lot and I've gotten some blowback from this, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't coach in a way that I give you all the answers, right? Like I don't tell all my athletes all the answers. I ask them questions. So they come to the answer themselves. Like they figure it out right then because ultimately I find that everyone knows what they should do. And that's like a big thing that I really harp on a lot of people is, you know what you should do. It's just whether you whether or not you want to take the time and take the patience and put in the effort over that time into those aspects, right? So it's like, even when we began, even when we started our thing, like I had no fucking clue what I was doing, right? Like for the most part, I was just like doing the regular like four by 12 BS type things, you know, that was like, but it wasn't work, but it like, it got me going. Right. But it wasn't like I knew what I was like I was doing at all. But I knew, hey, I need to start. Right. Most people just need to start with something very simple for a lot of things. But most of the time, people can't look in the mirror at themselves and ask themselves that question or tell them, you know what to do. So why? So why are you not going after that? Like, if that's what you want to achieve. Right. And I think that's where you probably were, too, when you were trying to figure out, like, who you were. And you were seeing yourself slowly start to like, de I guess like degrade in a little bit, like the way like you were trending with, you said like falling out of love, it turned into like going to the gym less and then not going at all and like nutrition started to fall off, right? You kind of, I bet you had one day where you looked in the mirror and you were like, okay, this is what like I should do and I need to do it because ultimately it's what's going to give me a sense of like purpose and build me into a better human. Yep, exactly, man. And ultimately, for me, it comes down to how bad do you actually want it and how uncomfortable are you in the moment? Because that matters a lot too. Because there can be an issue that is surfacing. I'm sure you have this a lot with clients during check-ins or even in just general conversations with people, like I have this conversation with people often, people in the sauna at the gym or people just, you know, if they, you know, see, if they see anything that has to do with nutrition or fitness, if I'm wearing something and they're like, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. It's like, okay, cool. Let's talk. And it's like, well, I have, I'm having digestion issues and that's really frustrating me. And, um, okay, well, what are you eating? Well, it's like, well, I, I love chips and I, you know, I eat, I eat chips and, you know, I eat a lot, I eat a lot of cheese lately and I, you know, they, they might just have like this list of foods. And if you just say like, well, I'm not going to tell you to stop eating those, but maybe, maybe if we reduce those and we start controlling your intake a little bit and just see if that aids, you know, with greater digestion, it's like, no, I don't really want to start like gauging and making sure that I'm, I don't want to do that at all. It's like, okay, well then digestion's not that big of an issue for you right now then. Right. And so <laughs> like until it's at the point where it's like, man, digestion's really big issue. I'm down to do whatever it takes just to get things regulated. And so it's just a matter of how bad is that pain point? Where where are you at with these frustrations? Same thing with looking in the mirror. People see themselves and they get uncomfortable and you know maybe clothes start fitting a little different, you know, and and then it's a little little more different, a little more different, and then all of a sudden you see a picture of yourself or you realize that you're not even wanting to take your shirt off anymore at the beach or you don't even want to get invited to go on the boat or whatever it may be, and you're like, what's going on? This isn't me. And then you have to get to this point where you're frustrated enough to do something about it. But you also have to be, in my opinion, I think you have to be okay with acknowledging the fact that you are somebody who does care. For me, that was a big deal because I tried to play this game of being so nonchalant and being just, come say, come saw, you know, it's all good. Like, it doesn't matter to me. If somebody's like, oh yeah, like you're the health guy. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it doesn't matter that much to me. Watch, I'll prove it. I'll smoke, you know, a pack of cigarettes right in front of your face right now and show you I don't care. <laughs> and it's like, 
But then all of a sudden, you know, like then you're blending in with every crowd and you're being yeah. a chameleon and you don't actually have any values or standards or you don't represent anything. So therefore, you know, you're not being a, a good man. You're just being a nice guy. You're just being really flexible. And that's dangerous for your self-identity when you don't know, like, what are my standards? What, what, who am I? What, do, what am I about? And it's okay to have preferences. It's okay to say, this is on brand for me and this is off brand for me. So for me, I struggled a long time with saying, no, I am somebody that likes to go, go to the gym and wake up early, which means I like to go to bed early, which means I don't like to fuck off. Like there's so many levels to this of, of what I had to start being okay with identifying with myself because when you identify with those things, then you have to be ready to take the heat. Like my siblings make fun of me, my friends make fun of me, my family members make fun of me. And I say make fun of more, it's like kidding, yeah. usually right it's actually being throw, rude. Throw, 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 like small shots at you just a little bit yeah like my, my little brother would be like oh bedtime will you love bedtime like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like I'm like that's so like silly to me i want to be like no dude no i don't but it's like i do i can't wait to go to bed because because I, I know it means i get to go and win the next day like i love that so it's like acknowledging these characteristics about yourself that you actually are and then being okay with the fact that that doesn't line up with everybody. Well, I think, and I guess we can kind of take it down this route because it's something where recently, like I've just started to take care of like myself. And I think this is a big point for, and for a lot of men, like when you start to transition from like boy to man is you start to take responsibility for, for those things. And you set those values over what means things. And you hold a standard, not to everyone else around you, you hold a standard to taking care of yourself, right? And it's because ultimately like, and we see this as like coaches too, and we can apply this directly to coaching. You're the base of, and I've said this to friends recently, like I've become a base of stability for people, right? And that's what we are as coaches, right? Like when people are freaking out or, they're, or they feel like they're going off plan or they're struggling with their progress, we're that base of stability to reel them back in. Right. And that's like a huge obligation for someone to have there. There's a lot of power in what you can do for someone when you are that base of stability and you allow someone to talk and you understand and you just listen there. Um, but ultimately, I think as to become like a good man rather than a nice guy, you have to have like that line where you have to take care of yourself. And that might mean setting and i've talked about this before too on the it's like setting boundaries like actually saying no like right like setting boundaries for you is i'm going to make sure i'm going to bed on time i'm going to make sure i'm getting in my meals i'm going to make sure i'm going on my runs like the things that you said you were going to do you do right and I th and even even down to just like one big thing that i've done is more now it's just like actually taking care of like my hair and my beard Right. Like those like things like that, like small, like those things, though, like taking care of yourself is a massive, massive thing for a lot of men that need to that needs to happen because it brings you responsibility and it, and it creates that base of stability that you can be for others. And I think that's why, you know, I mean, men are typically called like the leader of the household in a way. And I mean, we're going to get down that route a little bit, it seems like. But, you know, I think that's why it's there, because we become that we take care of ourselves and we make sure that we're good, right? And that's what it's about is making sure that you're good for the people around you. And you can only be that if you actually set those boundaries, set your standards and know what you hold to be true for you and know what, what values are important for you. And I've talked about that and I just released an episode too about that where it's like values change over time, right? Values for value, like for you, Values when you were in college were football, right? And athletics, and you valued that, and you valued your training performance and everything. Well, now your values have shifted to growing a company, to, to being there, to being that stability for a lot of people, right? Like those values have shifted greatly. And that's like a process of going from boy to man. So I think it's very important to have like those standards and being able to say no to people and being able to put up those because if you always say yes, you just get ran over. Like you won't actually, you won't actually have, you won't hold a level of respect for yourself, right? That's why people won't respect you is because you don't respect 
yourself enough for what you're trying to do. Yeah, there's a lot of gold for me to comment on. So I'm going to try my best. Good. Let's just try, let's just go down the deep end here. So when it when it comes down to having those standards, like you just said, one big part of that, and I think this will help, you know, help people hopefully for like whoever's listening is really it comes down to that means you have to start being okay with making alterations to how things are going. So for example, I was a big time stay up all night and get all my work done and grind. Like I love that concept and that idea. And I still am intrigued by that idea. And then when I started setting the standard of, okay, I'm going to get in bed by nine, you know, I'm going to wind down. So then all of a sudden I started telling my team, Hey, just so you guys know, when the clock hits seven, you can totally still hit me up and text me, but I'm not going to see it till the next morning. And that was really uncomfortable for me because I like to be somebody who's like always responding, mm-hmm. always like right back to the team and also show everybody that I'm the last one in, you know, in the building at night, you know, shutting off the lights and um, making sure everything is good. And so I don't want people to think that I'm clocking out from work. My mind is still there, but also it comes down to, you got to look at every factor of your health. And so anyways, when I came into saying, okay, that means that work needs to get done by seven instead of, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three. So therefore I need to be way more methodical in my day to get organized and structured to still conquer everything that I'm going to do by seven now, yep. instead of letting myself have all this time. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's Parkinson's law, which basically states the more time that you give yourself to do something, the more time it's going to take to do that thing. So if you give yourself two weeks to clean your room, it's going to take you two weeks. If you give yourself 20 minutes, it's going to take you 20 minutes. So framing is everything, setting yourself up and saying, how long do I want to take this task? And, and then it's getting organized because if you're working with other people in, on your team, if you're working on projects and saying, okay, we need to have X, Y, and Z done by this date, there's no more night before. It's like prepping it a week before, prepping it two weeks before, having those conversations months before. And all of a sudden things get way more organized and methodical and premeditated, which feels really good once you do it, but to get into that feels really hard. So that was a big change for me, which is, which, which came down to organization. But then I do want to touch on this idea of, um, you know, being reliable. I think that's a big part of what you were talking about, which is reliability and I do want to acknowledge the seasons of life for people though, too, because yeah. yes, yes, for sure. What identifies a strong man and a good man is being reliable. Uh, however, there's also times of your journey, depending on who you are, where you're not going to be reliable and that's okay too. Yes. Like for example, in a, 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 like my favorite example of this is the Hobbit and going on the unexpected journey. Yeah. Well, hobbits are reliable as hell, right? They're going to be in their hobbit homes. They're going to be in the Shire. They're going to be eating warm food. They're going to be cozy. They are at yeah. home. You can count on that. You can go and find your hobbits. But there might be an unexpected journey. And then you all of a sudden can't – you don't know where they are. And it's like, oh, shoot. And that's your time of unreliability. So I've had that. I've had times where like I pride myself on being reliable for my family and for my mm-hmm. clients and for my team. And for my friends, but there's times in my journey in my life where I say, just so you guys all know, I'm going to be pretty unreliable for the next six months. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to go across the country. I'm going to go to all the national parks and, or whatever it may be. Right. And this is going to be a time of unreliability. Now for my clients, no, I'm still going to be there. But <laughs> if I'm not at my house, my neighbor can't count on me to help, you know, with whatever the neighbor might need help with, or my yep. you know family can't count on me to lock the doors at night things like that. So it just comes down to there's, it's okay. As long as you set the expectation, I think expectation setting is everything. Mm -hmm. Now then you're actually, then you're still a a man of your word to say, Hey, look right now I'm struggling. I need, I I need some grace right now. I need some understanding. I need some patience because somebody might say, Hey, Anthony, you seem like you're in a bad mood. Actually I am, I am in a bad mood. And so I need a minute. Instead of just being like, no, everything's fine. It's all good. Why do you even care? And like getting all mad and stuff like that. It's like, no, like we can acknowledge that we're humans, that we get frustrated, that we're, you know, tense. Like I have that happen sometimes where like 
team members will come to me and they'll be like, oh, like, Will's in the zone right now. Don't talk to him. And I'm like, and I wanted to, like, try to backlash and be like, no, I'm fine. I can talk right now. Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? It's like, <laughs> no, dude, you're not in the mood to talk right now. You're totally focused <laughs> on something else. That's okay. Just say, like, yeah, you'll, you'll be there in a minute. And then I'm like, oh, as soon as I started to be okay with the fact that you don't always have to be the fun guy, you don't always have to be the nice guy, mm-hmm. there's different times where you have to get in different zones for different things, and that's okay. Just like you have, you know, you have work shoes, you have dress shoes. Sometimes you go no shoes, you're at the beach. So that's- <laughs> or we go toe shoes, because, you know, I rock toe shoes, you know? I'm one of those hey, guys. Hey, toe shoes, baby, I love toe shoes. <laughs> We rock the uh, we rock the toe spreaders and the toe shoes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you and I are the toe guys. I get so it, it, that's that's another thing that people give me a hard time for, you know, is like the like putting the putting the dogs away, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I think oh, uh, people uh, give I, me so much shit for oh, my friends, my friends are gonna listen to this. They give me so much shit for wearing the toe shoes at the gym, and I'm like, I fucking love, I fucking love it because it just pisses them off to wear them now. And I'm like, good. I'm like, this is this is part of me though, like right. That's like that's part of you. Like when it comes down to it, like that's what makes us unique. Is like we're willing to say f it. We're gonna we're just gonna rock these things and just do what we want to do. Like I could give less of a crap about what it is, but going back to what you were saying here, in a way was. Um, it is okay to understand like you need to work on yourself because I think that's an important part of, of, a, of a, being a man is if you want to be that basis of stability, there are going to be times where you can't always respond to someone like, like that. But that doesn't mean, and I was talking to a friend about this yesterday because they were, they're always the person that's like the rock for everyone. And I was like, you know, you have to work on yourself to, to even be in that position. And it goes through phases where you will, you'll work on yourself, you'll hit that stride for a while where you'll be good, right? And where you said you're good. And then it's like, okay, now I'm in this place where I need to level up to the next part. And to do that, I need to take some time for myself again to, to transition out of this. So I think if you have a good friend group, I think that's really why it's important to have a friend group because this role rotates around. Like this, this role is not just one person, this role, or, or it doesn't just stay you. You're not always just the rock. Yes. It's important to be that, especially when you have like a family, I will say, I think it's really important to kind of be that, but you know, that's a lot, that's a different care. And I'm not in that phase. So I don't want to even talk. Cause I don't know. Cause I'm not there and you're not there. So it's like, I don't know. I'm, it's not my right place to talk about that. Right. But I think it'd be important to have someone on who's in that space to be there. But you know, like I was talking with my friend, I'm like, it rotates around because everyone is working on each other, like working on themselves at different points in time. And that's what allows that rotation to happen is like someone else will pick up the slack when someone else can, when you can't. And then someone will do it when they can. And that's why, that's why it's so important to have that close group of people. But then again, it's like, you're always there when you need it, right? Like, even if you think about like our friendship, I, we could go off, we could go off and not talk for freaking two years and come back, right? And it's like, click, we've chatted for like 40 minutes on, on anything and everything at this point, right? So it's like, you will always have that there if you want it. But like, I think you need, you need to have a good friend group that's there and be supportive so that you can lean on them at times and they can lean on you when you're good. So when they're good, you lean on them. And that's, that's what, that's what really brings value in friendship. I think personally is having that ability to know when someone else not good, someone else will pick up that slack. Yeah, I love that. It's such a comforting feeling when you actually allow that to happen fully. And you 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 drop the ego, you drop the pride and you just say, "You know what? I need my buddies around. I I need that guy who who helps push me or who who helps me think about the brighter things in life or who helps me want to, you know, finish what I start, whatever it may be." That's why it's so important to have friends that have qualities that you want to adopt. Like you should be surrounded by people that have, you know, if, if the people that you're around don't have three out of the top five qualities that you want, you probably shouldn't be around them. Like that's yeah. been, that started to become my rule for myself is saying, 
do I want to spend quality time with that person? Well, are they better than me at things? Can I learn from them? What is that? And and vice versa. They 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 think that way about me. And mm-hmm. that's that's how that's how it goes. And so and like you're saying, every team has different players. There's a leadoff hitter, you know, there's you know, there's a third in the hole, fourth in the hole. Like there's you know, there's bottom of the lineup and it's just a matter of everyone has that role of of what their strong suit is. And yep. and we need them all in order to make the, the game happen. And so ultimately having those though and realizing that you don't have to have all the answers that is such a freeing feeling to recognize that and that same thing gets applied for business like when i started to acknowledge that i don't have to be a master of everything yeah because i'm not a master of anything i'm not a master of anything but but like (laughs) that i realized that i didn't have to be a master of everything that was so that just made me chill out, man. I was like, cool, I can just chill right now. I don't need to worry about being a master. I just need to start acknowledging and understanding that other people have these skills and I need to go be around them and get them involved. Do you think that's why in like, because cause you watch me, right? And I follow you, like we've, we've always supported each other. In the last like few years, right? We've seen Be Great kind of like take off, right? Specifically like in your own area, right? And, and everywhere around like kind of like that northwest section right do you think that's taken off because of that right there where you're like that you've finally found people that fit your puzzle that you didn't like that fit skill sets that you didn't have that allow the team to function as it is because i think that's that's been the big thing that i've seen is because i remember you talking about this i want to backtrack a little bit there was like i think three years ago right is when you kind of created like the community aspect of it because i remember writing a little because i remember writing that little excerpt right for like the be great community page right and you like invited all these people to kind of do that and you started to build that because you saw the vision for a lot of people like you saw the vision for myself right and that's honestly why we probably have stayed friends for a while is because you appreciated where i started um but has that been like the big thing over the last two years it's really kind of helped you get to that next level and really grow as as will being like you finally found you dropped that ego and you finally found people to kind of make you more all around better big time yes 100 percent. i mean that's where i i'm so grateful to be surrounded by people that are better than me at so many things that i can just sit back and watch them and just be amazed and still i still want to learn selfishly because i'm like you know i i I, i'm competitive and i want to know how to do things but then i have to remind myself like hey man you don't have to be a designer you don't have to be a master at you know videography you don't have to uh, these aren't your skill sets you're a coach so how about you focus on coaching it's like okay cool i'm gonna coach right and so it's just a matter of when i when i really let myself do that things started to all click and make a lot more sense and and then it made a lot more sense too because there was ownership for other people to be involved they felt like be great was theirs it was for them because they were actually involved just like your clients like you were talking about that early on in the call if you just tell clients exactly what to do instead of helping them find the answer themselves well, there's no ownership there because they're just saying, I, I captain, and they're just blindly following you. And that doesn't really get them anywhere. It does temporarily. But then when somebody says, Hey, how'd you get where you, you're, you killed it. Those results are, are amazing. I want that. How do you do it? They don't, they shouldn't just say, Hey, go to Spada. Like they're probably going to say that, which is cool. Like props to you, (laughs) but hopefully they're able to say, well, it's because I did this and I did this. And I did this mm-hmm. and they can, they have that knowledge so they can give that knowledge to their family and friends long-term. Cause once you have knowledge, nobody can take that from you. So that's well, unless you're in like a car accident or something like that, but hopefully that doesn't happen. So, you know, ultimately that's the, that's the goal is get people involved. So that way they can have ownership. They can have a sense of pride, pride in a good pride in the good sense. So that way it can become something 
bigger than yourself. And I think you've done that too with everything that you're doing, man, because I see people, uh, you know, talking about you, talking about their experience, even just your friends, the people that you connect with, your networking skills, and you highlight the greatness of everybody else around you. And I think that is the most beautiful characteristic that a human can have is to acknowledge the, the beauty of the big wide world around them because we're all very insignificant as individuals. We're pretty significant when we are all together. Like that's yeah. when it's, that's when it's a symphony. I love symphonies. Like I love, I love like the composed like composition of music. And it's because it's really fun to listen to a soloist. I'm all down for that. And there's something really like romantic just about the idea of just one spotlight. And that's awesome. But when it all comes together, it's like, oh man, here we go. Like the yeah. band's marching in, like it's time to rock. So that's when it's cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, I I love listening to like classical music, like or like something like instrumentals, like Hans Zimmer, like like friggin' just like setting it. Like I'll listen to that during like my workouts, and people are like, why do you like to listen to that? I'm like, man, something about those just gets you charged the f up. Like when you're when you're thinking about it, like like you can listen to those and you're like, yes, cool. Um, but I think it's about building, building someone's awareness, right? And you build other people's awareness to what's going on and you, and you help people become more aware over what they're doing. Because this is what I see is, is you talked about it. A lot of people don't realize how fast they can change, how fast they change. Like we see it. Why? Because we have a subjective view, right? Like, especially with our athletes, like we, we only get to see like their full check-ins like once a week, but we get to talk with them throughout the week. But they don't see those things because they're not aware yet. So our goal as a coach is to help them become aware and help them become aware of the things that go on in their life and how to respond to certain situations because that's how you really kind of adapt. And that's, and that's an incredible part to becoming more mature and becoming more of like that stable base that we were talking about earlier is having that emotional awareness over how someone's feeling, right? Because that's, that's an, it's a big part to my coaching is being able to see and listen to where the athletes at now and be, and a lot of that is based upon the emotion that they feel towards themselves or that they feel towards certain things. And so when you're emotionally aware, you know how to approach something a lot better, but it takes time to become emotionally aware of your of even yourself right and i think that's why i like to highlight a lot of like what my friends do and why i why i cheer on their success and why i cheer on everyone is because like i see what they're doing and i have that awareness to what they do and and i have an awareness over how they're impacting me too as well and how they and how like their work impacts my life and like that's why i share those because it does become like impactful and like that's why i have really dope people on the show like yourself who i've known because I'm aware over what you've helped with. Like I had, I had my friend Grant on a few weeks ago. I just dropped the episode last week. Um, but he was one of the first two, like with you, he was, he was like the second, he was like the second person I ever like shared my stuff with. Like you're the first, like that I shared it with in terms of things like all the way back. And so I have that awareness over, okay, here's what you've done for me. So let's, let's spotlight you and let's have a great conversation together because it opens up the platform for, for you to reach someone and for you to, and for you to just expand yourself and to have like an intelligent conversation. I think that's where so many people go wrong is they just want to have these subtle, like surface level conversations. And I'm like, that's why I decided to restart the podcast is because I'm willing to not even have an outline for you. We didn't even have, I didn't have an outline going into this. I just knew because I, because I know you, I'm aware over what our relationship is like. So I can just go like, like that and we'll, we'll send it, we'll send it and we'll talk about something really great. And that's what we've done. Like, so I think a lot of it just comes down to having an awareness over different situations, whether that's emotional, uh, whether that's understanding how people are impacting you. Um, that comes down to being able to show like immense gratitude towards people or give people opportunities as you become aware. And that's like, that's a really important key for, for me lately has been developing awareness around how I feel and how people are feeling because that's how you connect with an athlete a lot better. 
Man, that's that's so true. For me, coming into this, my thought process, because initially, as a human being, if I if I think about it emotionally, I'm thinking about, okay, I have the opportunity to talk. Cool. So now I get to hear myself talk, and humans love to hear themselves talk. So I had to tell myself and remind myself, what's the point of life? Okay, the point of life is to be a learner. Okay. And then who do you choose to spend your time with? Well, I don't choose to spend my time with a lot of people. The people that I do is because I respect them. It's probably because I can learn from them. Okay, so I'm going to hop on this call with Spada. There's a lot I can learn. So I should probably sit down and shut up, which I haven't done the best job of. But you know, Well, you're I'm the guest. You're supposed to talk. <laughs> but the whole point, though, is every time that you're talking, I'm over here thinking about taking mental notes. How did what he just say make me feel? Like what he just said, how did it make me feel and how did he deliver it? Okay, how can I adopt that quality of what he just did? Or how can I, or maybe you know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think back about how I could have you know, uh, said that in, in, in my way or what did I just learn? What's a skill that I'm really bad at right now that he just said that he's overcome and that he's mastered? There's so many pieces of the puzzle of being a learner yep. and saying, instead of just casually going through this and just waiting for your next turn to talk about something that you've already probably said a million times and you've already thought a million times. It's like, that's not the whole point. The whole point is how can I get better? So what am I going to do? And that's where I get excited for opportunities like this. Cause it doesn't happen all the time where I get to have these, you know, profound conversations on that level where we're just talking about our, our experiences. And cause we're, we're learning, we're just finding this stuff out. Right. We're, like we've gone the discussion of, of like manhood a lot on this episode. And the truth is you and I are not great men yet. We're actively in the pursuit of becoming that. Well, yeah. maybe you claim, you know, maybe Anthony's already nope, great man. Nope, I'm not there. I'm only 25. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> well, for me, it's this idea of, you know, we're talking about it, but the reason we're talking about it is because it's on the forefront of our mind because we want nothing more than to be able to claim that one day. And maybe we never will. Maybe that's something that, others are able to claim for us, right? Your future wife, your future kids are able to say, dad's a great man. You can be like, no, I have a lot to work on still. But it's because you're thinking about it consistently. You care about it. That's where your mind is at. You've simplified things to realize that the other stuff doesn't matter nearly as much. And that's what gets really exciting is when you start to realize what really matters and what doesn't. What deserves time in your, in your thought process and what ends up deserving time in your actions. I think that's when it gets so fun. Yeah. And I think that leads me into, I have every single guest ask a question to the next one. Um, and this is actually going to be a really good question for you because I think you're going to like the depth of this one. And we're talking about family and everything, but, and this is a big part to what legacy is for a lot of people. So what legacy do you want to leave on this earth? during your time? My answer to that question recently changed. Um, I asked myself that question a lot, actually. And I, I used to have really specific goals with a lot of numbers and a lot of checkpoints of what I want. But my my three top goals, I'll read them. Cause I actually, I just, I just wrote them, uh, finalized them uh, this week. So here. Let's see here. I'm really excited to hear this. Right. So, this is this is dope that you this is this is the question. This is how you know this question was made for you because you ask yourself it. So whoever so my guest before must have been reading your mind because they know because they know they're like yeah it's cool it's awesome man like and again so my, my goal before this was really specific and it it probably would have been a more fun answer to to hear as far as like you know business goals amount of money amount of impact on people, things like that. But for me, I really simplified it to being 
my goals are number one, uh, to become the best son, brother, and future husband that I can be. Number two, to help as many people as I can with my business. And number three, to push myself physically every day. So ultimately, what that comes down to is just being like a leader, being a lover, and being a servant to others. That's, that's my goal, man. That's my legacy. If I, can, if I can be a leader, if I can be a lover, and if I can be a servant to others, that's all I can ask for because all the other stuff for me at the end of the day, that comes with it. Like the success of how much my business makes or how many people my business you know, touches or whatever. Uh, uh, that, that all comes, I think, when you prioritize the right things of being a leader and a lover and a, and a servant to others. So That's a good way. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. That's, a, that's phenomenal. I think that's truly beautiful in the way that you said it. And I think that's what a lot of guys would really want in their life is to be all three of those things. And, you know, I want to ask one last question. What do you think, what is one thing that people can do? Because the noble pursuit is, the most noble pursuit in life is to become the best version of yourself. If you could leave people with one thing that they can do to become the best version of themselves, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question, and I'm really excited for my answer. Because um, I just, I know my answer. Um, my number one rule is be nice to everyone. And the reason is because it all matters. Everyone's together, and you're going to see them again, right? Like, for example, when you first messaged me on Instagram, if I was not nice to you at that point, or if I wasn't even, I could have been not even not nice, but just, eh. <laughs> well, then we wouldn't have connected, right? Yeah. And then we wouldn't have had this friendship. And I, I have reason to believe that our friendship has led to a, a lot of um, personal growth in my life. I can't speak for you, but I know that knowing that I had you in my corner, that led to a lot. And so I would say the number one rule to becoming the best version of yourself to live by is be nice to everyone and take that with you everywhere, school sports, work, family. Um, because when you lead with love, that's the answer. Like hate never wins. So you gotta be nice. You gotta lead with love. Yeah, literally we wouldn't, we wouldn't have our friendship if it wasn't for that. Right. And like I said, that's the beauty of this all is it all just started with an Instagram message <laughs> like six years, six, seven years ago at this point, right? Like that's the coolest part. And that's what I really love about this stuff is, man, it's just cool to look back on it, where we were and to where we've come from and to be able to experience that within an episode and to be able to encompass everything that our friendship stands for within an episode, because it's hard to put into words sometimes what friendships truly mean um, and, what, and what, actual, what it means for people to actually be there, right? Um, I don't don't mean to always just pipe up people here, but it's like, you know, you had no right to, you had, you had every right to just read that message and move on, right? You didn't have, you didn't, you didn't know me. There was no, there was no reason to really answer, but you did, right? So that just goes a long way for people, right? So like if someone messages you on Instagram or does some things or, you know, if they're just intrigued to ask, ask a question, you know, just, just answer them or just do it because you don't know what it's going to lead to. Like being nice, like you said, like we've talked about it. I was like, you don't always want to be the nice guy, right? But, but being kind and being genuine to people and leading with that love, it will get you a lot of places. Uh, you'll care for a lot of people and you'll develop great friendships and relationships out of that. And I firmly believe that. And like, yeah, that's a, it's a great thing that people could do to become better because the world probably could use more of it in a way, um, in my opinion. So last little bit here, uh, 
the easiest probably thing that you'll answer all day. Where can uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you, if they want to listen to you? Everything will be linked in the show notes, obviously, guys. But gonna let Will kind of just shout himself out here for a second. Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, it's all begreat.co. So uh, b e g r e a t dot c o, and that's that's where you can find us, man. Yeah, pretty simple. Awesome. Yeah, go reach out to him. Go just talk with him if you get a, if you get a chance. He'll definitely he'll definitely read your message. Um, and if you guys did enjoy this episode, per usual, definitely share this one on your Instagram story. Uh, tag Will and I on there. Um, go share this with a friend. Probably someone needs to hear this, or someone could really value hearing the conversation that we did have. Um, as you guys know, the podcast is also brought to you by More Virgin Nutrition. You guys can use code SPEDA at at morphgenutrition.com for 10% off all supplements. Um, if you did enjoy the podcast and you're new and you're coming from Will's side um, or you just found us, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Uh, the podcast is just getting better and better, so you definitely want to follow along here. Um, and we appreciate listening to this episode of the Noble Pursuit podcast, and you just took one step forward to becoming the best version of yourself.